to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Good morning. We're on day four of our week three in Hebrews. And yesterday we talked about rest a little bit. We talked about hardening of hearts and then we transitioned into rest. And we're going to talk a lot about rest today. Um, Terry, will you just read the passage for today? And then you said something yesterday that I want to go back and touch on, but will you read today first? Sure. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Yeah, and that's Hebrews 4, 8 through 13. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But it it starts out talking about uh, if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains in a Sabbath rest for the people of God. And we talked yesterday about how sometimes we make it harder than it needs to be. Um, and how we don't have to earn it. And um, like Angie kind of touched on that, which we're going to dig a little deeper into that. But yesterday when Terry was praying, she said, God, help us just to not mess it up and just to enter in. And like, I, I don't take a lot of notes, like while we're talking or whatever, but that one hit me. Like, don't mess it up, just enter in. Keep it simple, stupid. Like, we don't need to make this Harder than it has to be, which we do for so, so, so many things. I And I think part of that is the confusion we add to that. Well, probably all of it is. But this, um, we're either here or we're here. We're, you know, we're, we're working or we're resting. And so, again, where Jesus worked from a place of rest, I wonder if it more indicates which kingdom are you standing in as you're doing your work? Mm. Are you standing in the rest of God as you go through your work? For me, as I clean my house, as I um, talk to clients, as I make phone calls, am I in this place of rest? And what kingdom am I, am I in as I am doing those things? Yeah. I think we divide so much just because of um, this world's work and rest and vacation and all that stuff. And we keep thinking, oh, we need to be in a place of vacation or resting all the time. It's like, I don't think that's true. I think this is where we're positioned as we do things. Like you were saying, Angie, day seven, or I think Terry, it was like day seven was, it wasn't that God wasn't active. He was active. He was doing things. Um, It was just in a sense of completion. He had that completion. And as I think of that now, it's like, we can engage our world, <clears throat> excuse me, in a place where we know we stand in a completed state, meaning we're connected to Christ. We know we're with Christ. Um, 
I don't know. Just what are your thoughts on that? Or well, I think you're. I think you're right because I think, and we we say this so often as we get things backwards, right? Like instead, uh, we live in a very reactive world. Mm-hmm. We and a very linear world where you do one thing and then you do the next thing and then you do the next thing and then you do the next thing. And you, oftentimes I feel like we are not setting ourselves up for whatever the next thing is. We are reacting to what the next thing drops. Yes. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think um, like when God rested, I, I, don't, he, I don't think he was busy because I think he was literally resting. Do I think this means he was um, sitting and twiddling his thumbs, waiting for the day to be over to be able to check the box and say, okay, I rested. No, I don't think that's how it was. I think he was enjoying his new creation. I think he was enjoying the companionship of Adam. And I think he was laughing at the ridiculous creatures that he made and he you know I think he was like a giraffe look at that look what I just made like how funny is this let me see how long his tongue can be before he actually reaches the leaf you know (laughs) like I think that's the kind of rest that God is talking about and so I think we have that so backwards because we think we have to earn it we have to work hard for it and only when all of the boxes are checked can we rest. Right. Right. But we know that that is not how God designed us. And we know that he is a God of order and that when he calls us to be still and know that he is God, that is for our goodness because that is his divine order is to be still and know that he is God and rest in that so that we can then be proactive instead of reactive. And I am preaching to myself right here. Yeah. Because I'm terrible at that. I mean, that is my... Oh, and that was really good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I am terrible about resting before I have checked the boxes. And that it's not good. It's not good for me. It's not good for my relationship with my anybody. (laughs) Let's just be real honest. You know, um, so that's something that I've worked on for a long time and I still don't have right, but yeah, sometimes I have to preach to myself. Sorry about that. But I think oh, yeah, in our culture in particular, good. yeah, I think we kind of worship the idea of busyness and accomplishment and, and that works against us. Mm-hmm. You know, how, what's, when somebody says to you, oh, I just took the whole day and did nothing but relax we don't usually say oh wow that's awesome that you did that wow we're kind of like oh that must be nice (laughs) like we can't do that I think we take a lot of pride sometimes in our busyness it it kind of shapes and defines us um Mm -hmm. and and I think that that's a trap that's really easy for us to fall into. Well, mm-hmm. and this is um, because the only thing that should really define us is our relationship with Jesus. That's, that's it. And that's but where in we... In our culture and our society in particular, that's one 
think the same for them, maybe. Yeah. Angie, you just like spoke super slow and then caught up. So are you there? Are you with us? Ish. Yeah. No. Oh, we okay. lost her. Okay. So Angie, if you caught that, was just saying like that our culture really defines, um, like so often in our culture, we're defined by what we accomplish. Um, and if you read the passage again from eight to 13, um, it talks about, and I kind of was like, when I was reading this, I was kind of like, wait a minute, how does this tie into rest? Because, um, we start out the passage talking about rest and then a Sabbath rest and anyone who works and enters into God and God's rest, um, and then verse 12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And I was thinking through that last section, and I was like, how does that tie into rest? And it was like, it just hit me that we are commanded to rest we are told to give the sabbath and god can separate that for us or we can do it ourselves what do you mean by that have you ever had a time where you have been so busy and ignoring him so completely and tied up in your to-do list and then like up to your eyeballs and all these things that need to get done. And then you're sick or you break your foot <laughs> or you have to wait all day long for the air conditioner man to come yeah, or whatever these things are where I really think God is like, I've been telling you that you need to stop. And I've been telling you that you have your priorities wrong and you are not doing anything about it. So just watch. I may be wrong. Yeah. He'll give you a helping hand. But I think sometimes <laughs> he uses that to be like, eh. the, I, I think too, we were well, The Lord says oh. that he will use everything for our good. Oh, we lost her again. Yeah. We're having some technical difficulties, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Well, Rosemary, while we're waiting for Angie to come back in, was there something <clears throat> you were going to say? Um, I, I do think, I, I want to just reiterate, yeah, I do believe the Sabbath rest is important, having mm -hmm. that day. Um, but I also think that we have that opportunity for rest, like you're saying, on every single day. It doesn't just have to be a Sunday or a Saturday so, or something. So what does that Sabbath rest look like in the practical sense? It's spending that day. It's like going to church, connecting with God, having that time of prayer, being with family. Um, I think we can learn a lot from the um, Jewish faith, having that day of rest, like not getting into all our electronics and being on the phone and doing all our work. Yeah. Um, and making an intentional connection towards God and others that day. I think that matters. So does it, does it have to be like a set day where you are just, Doing nothing? But remember we said you're not doing nothing. It just means you're not doing the things of this world, like working and 
like I could still see me cleaning a basement or trying to get some of that stuff cleaned up on that day. But doing it with my family, being connected, achieving a goal together or something like that, um, going bike riding or something, maybe not right now, <laughs> but having, but <laughs> too I, cold. I, it's too cold. Yeah. But I think also but having that day of play is really important um, and a day of play and connection with other people. Yeah. Well, remember what Jesus said? He was walking through the fields on the Sabbath. And his disciples were picking grain and eating it. And the Pharisees got all bent out of shape about that. And he said, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the whole idea of a Sabbath, of a rest, is for us. It's for our good, for our benefit. So I I think we need to be careful that we don't just categorize it as a day where we sit down and put our feet up. I think like Rosemary said, it could be a day where we're just out having fun with our family. Or maybe we're raking leaves or cleaning the house. or, But it's a day that's sort of been set aside to acknowledge um, who God is and who he is to us. Um, I, I don't think we need to be too legalistic about it. It's a day that was given to us, a special day. Um, and, and I think that that's the important thing. It's a day we should give thanks to God for, because who else would give us a whole day to ourselves? You know, there's seven days in the week. And he said, here, you can have one just for you. Build yourselves up to relax, to have fun, sleep half the day, stay in your jammies if you want. It's your day, right? Yeah. That's a pretty awesome thing to be grateful for. It's your day that you intentionally move towards God, Mm -hmm. too, and the people in your life. I I think it's interesting. um, The people who were disobedient to this and many other things who didn't trust God, ended up dying in the wilderness. And I think that is a definite possibility for us of being so disconnected. You guys, ever, I, I know I've experienced this, like where I've just been out in the wilderness. I'm like, I'm not connected. I know I'm not connected. Something's not right. You know, I think we take that chance of us dying in the wilderness. I think we need to listen. And here's, here's the thing again, I know I keep saying it, but it's like, tell the truth. Tell the truth, to, at least to yourself. And it's like, am I putting aside a day for God? Am I feeling connected to God? You can do it all through all the days of the week. Am I connected to God right here, right now? Is what I'm giving this world, and it was what I'm putting into this world, is it coming from my knowledge, my rules, my ideas, my things, or is it coming out of this overflow of my connection with Jesus Christ? That's something we can ask about all the time. And I'll I'll be honest, there are days it doesn't happen. And I feel disconnected and in the wilderness. But it doesn't mean that I can't turn and repent and turn right then. Confess and repent. And God's faithful. He's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, a lot, what kept being repeated yesterday was, oh, today. 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 Mm-hmm. Right? So taking care of things today is a real helpful thing to do. And that comes toward working in the proactive instead of the reactive. And when we're in that rest with Jesus, we can be more proactive instead of reactive. If we're taking care of our things today so that we are setting ourselves up to be in a more rested state, 
And this is not like the panic cleaning that we do before our mom comes Mm -hmm. at the last minute or grandma's coming or whatever. This is not that kind of, (laughs) that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about living in this state of um, being prepared so that when the stranger does knock on the door, we can be hospitable. So that when Jesus does send someone or some opportunity to say, hey, you know what? You've had to wait all day long for the air conditioner repairman to get here and you are frustrated and you feel like you're going to tear your hair out. How about you spend this time sitting with me so that when the air conditioner man comes 45 minutes later than he's supposed to, you can respond from a state of grace. Mm -hmm. Instead of going, where were you? You were supposed to be here. You can say, I'm so glad you came and thank you for being here. I don't know that I'm ever going to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It snowed a couple of weeks ago and it it snowed quite a bit. And one of the things is I live on a, like, you, you make a curve to go. I don't, it's not a cul-de-sac or anything like that, but my street comes straight down. When you're coming up the street, you're looking right in my window. So you make a little curve to go around and finish this street. There's no hard stop and turning. So anyways, when they plow our street, they plow and all that snow, because I'm in a little bit of a curve right there, blocks my driveway Mm -hmm. every time. And I'm like, why did they do that? And later on, a pickup truck with a blade on it will come and and clean that out, you know. But I was spitting mad because I had places to go and things to do. And I ended up getting my shovel out there, excuse me, and shoveling myself out of my driveway because I didn't have time to waste. I would, if he had come around with that pickup, I don't think I would have been kind. I was not <laughs> rusting. I was mad. <laughs> so uh, I, I wouldn't have said anything mean, probably, but I maybe would have given that look like, come on, guys, I got things to do, places to go. I can't deal with this. So... So, so wait a minute, think about that too. And what the position of like the, what the Hebrews or this audience was in, they were being persecuted. They lost their properties. They were being shunned out of the temple. They weren't allowed to do it. And then to make a choice to have that rest probably felt like they were being snow plowed under. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. with everything that was happening to them, no hope, how terrifying. And mm-hmm. yet um, they're being encouraged. It's okay. You can rest in God right here. You don't have to make sure the snow's gone. You don't, well, I mean, that probably didn't happen there, but it's like, you don't have to worry about this, that God does have you. And it's like affirming that you are in the place where he has put you. And it's almost like, oh, that's the plan now, eh? Okay. All right. Let's see what this does, you know, or thank you, God. And I don't know, just being, that connection to him makes that difference. And mm-hmm. sometimes we aren't in that place of connection. But we talked, we talked earlier about how important it is to encourage one another. And the author of Hebrews even says, like, remember to encourage one another. Remember, remember, remember. 
And so that's when it also comes in handy to be sitting with a group of people or an individual or somebody who can help to keep you accountable to remember what the priorities need to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, because all of us are vulnerable to those times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All, all of us feel snowplowed. Yep. <laughs> and the reality is, of it is, is we are going to have errands to run. And the snowplow will have plowed all of it right up into the front of the driveway. And we're going to have to get our shovels out. Yeah. And we live in a world where that's the reality of things. But Terry remembered that she could do it. (laughs) (laughs) That she was given the gift of a snowplow or of a snow shovel. Oh, that is so not the way Terry responded. Yeah, right. That's just how I felt. Yeah. No. You were being thankful with every scoop, right? Oh, yes. Thank my you. back was thankful. My knees were thankful. She was using all those special words to feel thankful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and for all several words days. words of exhortation. Yes. Oh. For several days, she probably had the physical reminders of how thankful she was. There you go. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm thankful for you, ladies, and for the uh, encouragement. So let me pray for the end of this week and um, just for those who are listening. So, Jesus, thank you. Um, Thank you for the reminders. Thank you for the um, gift of companionship and accountability and encouragement. And um, thank you for the author of Hebrews who just reminds us, Sometimes it feels like over and over and over again um, to not harden our hearts, but to have joy and to um, rest in you and to take time to rest, Lord. And I just pray that you would reveal to us um, as we go about our day how that looks. Um, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's it's not doable to take a whole day, Lord, and just rest in you. But for us to remember that. Um, the Sabbath was made for man and man was not made for the Sabbath. So if it even only looks like I can set aside continuously, um, maybe half a day here and half a day there, Lord, that we would just learn what that rhythm looks like and that we would learn to rest in that um, and to be able to set aside the time to focus on you, God. Um, Whatever that looks like for us, Jesus, I just thank you for that. And I just pray that you would um, just work in our hearts and work in our minds, Lord, as we go out of this week. Um, and that we would just remember to be thankful and restful and uh, to live in that state of proactive instead of reactive, Lord, that you have set aside for us. I just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ha, 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 ha.